Good morning and welcome to Sips of Sanity. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. Uh, Karen, you're going to start us off with show notes for the month of November. Yes, I am. So the first thing I want to say is a great big huge thank you to all of the people who purchased tickets in October for our Evening with Medium events, December 15th, 2017. We are sold out. Yes. Yeah. So big, big thanks and hugs. Our next event will be April 27th. 2018 7 p.m at the hampton in north bay and unbelievably we are already selling tickets for that event excellent yeah and um august 24th and december 14th 2018 so the three event dates and tickets are already up for sale on the site by sarlo.com and some some people are buying tickets for all three events already and I know it's just fantastic. Eh? Mm-hmm. Okay, on to the next one. Personal sessions. Just a reminder to people that both Kelly and I do personal sessions, that they can go to the website to book their appointments for those by sarlo.com. Once again, we have Coffee with the Sarlos on by sarlo.com and iTunes, which is another podcast show. Many people already know that, and that's how they found us on Sips of Sanity. But if you're listening to Sips of Sanity first, we do have two full series of podcast shows. Perfect. Done. Oh, that was very efficient. Mm-hmm. Well done. <laughs> um, so this is a topic that we are excited, as always, to bring to listeners. Because we're heading into winter, we've decided to talk about SAD, or Seasonal Affective Disorder. So the five shows that we're going to do this month will focus on different tools that you can implement in your own life in order to combat these feelings or this mood that sort of looms over our head and can really sap your energy this time of year. So we're going to start off with a definition. I've chosen it from the Mayo Clinic website simply because nobody wants to hear a Wikipedia definition. So I've got... Just a small one here. It says seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. It begins and ends at about the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Less often, SAD causes depression in the spring or early summer. So this isn't actually specific to winter, it's just more common, and I will say that in Northern Ontario, winter is definitely the time of year that affects most people, simply because we have that much more darkness and that much more cold. And it's come to our attention that most people don't actually even know that this is a thing. So we wanted to bring, like always, some awareness, shed some light on something that affects many of us and consequently all the people around us if we are experiencing it. So we're starting off day one by talking about morning routines and sleep routines as tools to help you in your day-to-day activity so that you don't feel powerless to all of these feelings. Kelly, can I mention before we even get into the morning routine stuff, that this can affect children. Yes, this isn't age specific. And it's not gender specific. It can be for seniors. It can be for anybody. Yeah, this is high driven professionals. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of success you have in life, what kind of financial stress you have in life. This has a lot to do with weather 
Mm-hmm. Um, and ge- also genetic makeup because we are predisposed to different things. But this is something like the, the topic or the title says is seasonal. And I think it's important for people to hear too that you might love your job. You could love your marriage. You could love being single. You could love the roommate that you have or the entire lifestyle that you're living. Or maybe you don't, but it's routine and you're okay in it. And all of a sudden, it seems worse. This is, I think, important. You can't quite put a finger on it because nothing has really changed in your life to make you sort of see a red flag. There isn't a breakup. There isn't a job loss. You're just sort of going along. And it takes time, I think, to notice that you have this. It could be that someone who loves you or knows you in your life has to point it out to you. Because it might just be that you go down in what you call your moodiness or slumps. Or like you said, you just feel fatigued. And you chalk it up to, um, we lost an hour of sleep. Or whatever. But it's very important, I think, as we go through these five shows for people to listen to the symptoms, to listen to what people can do about it. Because it is something that people have to live with and have to manage. Mm -hmm. They have to problem solve this because it can become destructive. And I think it's important for people to hear that it can become destructive. And every year. Yes, because it might be into the 10th year of your job or the 10th year of being newly single and loving it at the beginning and not understanding why all of a sudden you're unhappy with a lifestyle you either have chosen and enjoy and don't understand how you're just losing pieces of yourself. I think it's important too for partners who may not be as affected by it to hear this because we can subconsciously pull away from our partner when we know their cycles. Oh yeah, we see that it's coming. So we just sort of go, here come the bad moods. And we either, we well, we cope in different ways. So we either pussyfoot around it, we start being more confrontational, we can swing it in in polars in how we react to or anticipate this. Yeah, we can avoid them. We can just decide we're going to start hitting the gym more often and get the hell out of their way mm-hmm. or start putting more things in our own life so we don't have to hang around our partner. Yeah. And the partner really doesn't understand why they're being avoided. They may not realize they have seasonal affective disorder. So as you're doing your pulling away, they think you don't love them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a cycle right there within that that then now they don't understand what's going on. So it creates one cycle after another, really. Oh, yes. And I and I want to point out that one of the biggest symptoms is apathy. Oh, that's awesome. And I, and I think a lot of people don't even know what apathy is. And that is a lack of connection, a lack of feeling, where we feel sort of numb, or people describe it as not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. There's no excitement, but there's also no tears. We don't feel the polars. We just feel like we're going along and nothing's really interesting. Nothing's really too sad. There's just nothingness. Mm-hmm. And that's alarming or should be alarming. Good. I like it that you're pointing out some of the flags for people so that if they're listening to the show, the show is intended to create an awareness and an education. It's not a diagnosis. We're not physicians. So people can listen to the shows Maybe share them with somebody if they think someone else has them or including their own child. You might have a six-year-old that's experiencing this and think, what? I thought it was just sad that adults had. 
and children can have it as well. I think too, I like that you pointed out that this show is not meant to diagnose, but I think this is something that you can safely diagnose yourself with and treat yourself. Now, if you do read the definition, if you go on Mayo Clinics or any hospital website, they'll tell you that it's diagnosable and treatable with medication. But what we're trying to offer in this show are different tools so that medication does not become your only option. Mm-hmm. Because this is something that you can combat. This is something where you can enlist or enroll other people in your life to help you with. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can control and manage and anticipate. Oh, I like anticipate because you and I talk about this every year, every single year. And actually in August, I always bring it up in August and ask you some questions. Is it time to take your vitamins? Have you purchased them? Or do you feel you're going to do that again this year? Are you watching your diet? Are you starting the sad lamp the that you can purchase? So... I know you have a list of questions that you ask me, and I appreciate that as a daughter, but let's save them right now because we're going to break up these shows into five different um, mm-hmm. d- different topics under seasonal affective disorder so that people can get bite-sized tools so they're not overwhelmed. So maybe the first tool, Kelly, can be that you have to back up the bus before you actually are in the season, and here it's fallish, back to summer so that even in August when the sun is shining and everything is beautiful, that you're already aware that you have to get your body geared up. And I, I think it's great because it coincides with school. And at the end of August, people start gearing up for routines that they have to get back into, whether it's better sleep patterns, whether it's meal prep for their children. It, there's something about September that's almost like the new year. And we get into it subconsciously and consciously and this is something that needs to be done with seasonal affective disorder where we start asking the questions and start implementing the tools or making time for those tools so the first one we're talking about today is about both morning routine and sleep routine Mm -hmm. so go ahead and the sad lamp so that those were all in our first show so we'll start with um do you want to start with the morning routine kelly or just the fact about sleep first I think morning routine, because people are already up and listening. For myself, it's definitely been the sad lamp. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely purchasable at Shoppers Home Healthcare. Mm-hmm. It's an initial expense, but it's a one-time purchase. And it has saved my ass, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it. And when you do read the instructions, they say that it should be used before 8 a.m. for about 20 minutes. So this was something where you can set an alarm, depending on what your morning routine looks like for shower and getting ready, you're up 20 minutes earlier in order to sit under that lamp. And I know you and I, we used to take turns under that lamp at the dining room table and Mm -hmm. read. Oh yeah, eat breakfast, have your coffee and read. So something that you enjoy doing that's more or less stationary Mm-hmm. you can do under this lamp because it provides you with light therapy, essentially, mm-hmm. which is helping all of the internal organs. It's helping all of the neurotransmitters to be functioning optimally in the body. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw something out there right now, and perhaps somebody can get a hold of us that is an aroma aromatherapist. But I've been using aromatherapy for the last couple of weeks, 
noticing that I'm buying particular scents um, for particular emotions. And that is what aromatherapy does. So it might be something to throw in while you're sitting under the sad lamp is to participate in breathing in aromatherapy oils. Yeah. And I also would like to throw in there is meditative breathing. Mm -hmm. So while, like we said, it needs to be stationary because you do have to be squared up sitting under this lamp at actually a certain angle, which they'll explain to you in the directions. You can be working on deep breaths to have a mind-body connection. You can work on specific kinds of breath that are meant to invigorate the body and the brain to wake up. And that can all be done in the 20 minutes. So this doesn't mean that it has to be an hour-long routine that you're Mm -hmm. adding to take care of yourself. This is really nice and condensed and you're doing, you're multitasking. You could even play music that's that's inspiring to you, whatever that is for yourself. You could have things, uh, lights set off in the house with an electric timer. So you could have all your kitchen light come on or whatever lights you want to plug in in your house so that it's 6 a.m., maybe, you know, a minute before your alarm goes off, the kitchen light goes off, the bathroom light turns on. Um, whatever lights you want to set up in your house so that if you need to wake up and have lights on in your house or you can't get out of bed, you can buy electric timers at Canadian Tire. So I'm trying to throw Canadian Tire, a good Canadian company, because we this is our home. But you can you can set up your home light-wise to wake up with you. Yes. So that as, like I said, right before you even get out of bed lights are already coming on in your home for you i also want to throw in gratitude and i know that's going to come up probably each episode that we do but scheduling time under that lamp as you're waking up to write down three things that you're thankful for it can be reflective on yesterday it can be three things that you're thankful for and looking forward to today. I know for myself, I love to recommend to my life coaching clients the five-minute journal, which you can purchase at Indigo, Chapters, Kohl's, probably Amazon and everywhere else. It's very structured. It prompts you with questions about gratitude and it, it gets you into a routine. Every day is the same questions. And so you get into a routine during the day to start prompting you to think about what you're going to put in this journal. So it just, it primes the brain to think a certain way. And as you wake up with gratitude, it then sets the tone for the rest of the day. Okay. Okay, so now we'll jump into sleep. So we only have a couple minutes. Um, So Karen, I know you have a phenomenal routine that gets you ready to go to bed. So do you want to share some of your tools? Yeah, I want to be in bed at the same time each night. Uh, before I go to bed, there's no TV. No, well, I, I'm not a TV watcher anyway, but um, a couple of suggestions would be that you don't watch TV, news, internet, technology um, for quite a while before you go to bed. Uh, personally, I would say at least an hour. And it's actually blue light. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a lot to do with the blue light that affects the brain and actually keeps it awake or stimulates it to wake up. Now, I like to read or do a Sudoku. But some people might find that too stimulating. So you have to figure out what it is you like or you don't like before bed. And this is important that you figure it out and that you don't just do what your spouse or your roommate does. Your spouse might be somebody that wants to read a book 
or has to go for a walk right before they go to bed or do something vigorous and want to crash when they go to sleep. And that's not your character. So you have to figure out what your character says to you about your sleep routine. I like going into my room, um, making sure that I have like my, my crystals are in there. I like I use crystal therapy and healing. Um, but I also like a bedtime routine, just of where I'm taking my time to read things that are gentle, that are kind thoughts. I love books and words where the message is about slowing down, as you mentioned earlier, gratitude before I go to bed. But I also like going to bed before I'm tired. I like rest. My mom taught me to go to bed before I was tired so that I could actually let my body rest while I was laying down and that I didn't want to get into bed panicked, counting hours so that I had to rush myself into a sleep state. I like journeying before I fall asleep. May I throw out a few and then we'll we'll call it a day? Yes. I also like to recommend to people that you put on pajamas about a half an hour to an hour before you go to bed because what it does is it mentally undresses you from a role that you've been playing throughout the day. Whether that role is work, whether that role is being a parent, when you put on pajamas, there's a psychological shift into rest. And so you get yourself ready to get into that state. And that's important because if you're just now getting into your pajamas and getting into bed, you still have an entire process to shift your brain into rest. And that takes time. And so like you just mentioned, you're sitting there counting, how come I'm not falling asleep? How many hours will I get if I fall asleep in five minutes? That becomes stress and anxiety. So if you can back up the routine an hour to a half an hour before, then your body and your brain are now working together. The last thing that I wanted to throw out before we um, call it a day is alcohol. The There have been so many studies that have shown that when you have a drink before bed or in the evening, your sleep is interrupted. You don't actually get into the brain waves that need to happen for real rest and real relaxation and healing in the body to occur. So that disruptive sleep may affect the way you fall asleep, may affect the way that you stay asleep, and how long you stay asleep. Well, when I was journeying, I would drink before I went to bed at night because I knew my bladder would wake me up five or six times. So as I was trying to learn how to use my gifts, I purposely drank water so I'd have to wake up all night to come in and out of layers of sleep because I was studying my own behavior. Okay, so that's intentional. But, yes, but the, and I want to say that for a lot of children or adults, and as we age, seniors, that or not just seniors, but as we age or have different size bladders, that's key, or you're going to be up. Yeah, so regulating when you stop drinking. Yeah, can I add one more thing, Kelly, for people, uh, or for anyone that needs this that's in pain, and that literally is trying to stay in sleep or get to sleep when they have constant levels of pain. I went through that for quite a few years of my life, not being able to sleep because of being awakened with muscle and nerve pain. And I went back to what my mom told me when I was a little kid. If you can't sleep, don't get into your head and stress over it. Just try to relax your muscles. Just focus on being in a relaxed state and what you choose to put into your head to think about. Be, be choosy as to where what you think about when you're in your bed. Nice. 
Yeah, it just it, 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 it was really something my mom taught me as a very, very little girl because of all of the nightmares that has really stuck with me my whole life to have to take control over that in my mind. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, we have four days left. Uh, lots more tools for you. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we've got more tools coming up on Tuesday.